0: Welcome to the Schmo Zone, where the air is thin, the sports get heavy, with your hosts, the dynamic duo, Dave Schmolensen and Helen Yee.
1: Welcome
2: back to the Schmo Zone, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Dave Schmolensen.
3: And I'm Helen Yee.
2: And we have an absolutely loaded show for you all today. It is Super Bowl week here in Las Vegas, rainy Las Vegas, but we are excited.
3: Yeah, there's been a lot going on and we're super excited because a bit later on the show, we have Ray Ray McLeod from the San Francisco 49ers. He'll be joining us in studio and UFC great play-by-play broadcaster John Anik. He'll be calling in a bit later in the show as well.
2: That's right. We have Ray Ray McLeod, 49er specialist, schlepping all the way from Lake Las Vegas, what, 25 miles from here, coming right here in studio.
3: And I feel so bad because he has to drive like they're coming through the rain. It's been the weather's been so bad. And Vegas drivers, I mean, I I think I could say this because I'm born and raised here. But the minute that Vegas drivers see an ounce of rain, just a little bit like It's almost like they forget how to drive, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of traffic going on right now.
2: And I'm originally from Chicago, so it's the equivalent of a snowstorm when it rains out here to how people drive in snowstorms back in the Midwest. But hey, listen, we're here. It's Super Bowl week. We were just at Allegiant Stadium last night for opening night. It was absolutely electric, incredible. So many great interviews. So many great interviews.
3: I I think... My favorite interview that you did yesterday was probably interviewing the Blue Man Group as the Schmo. And for those out there listening right now, the Schmo does not sound like Dave right now. He's like his alter ego.
2: I think we've been teasing the Schmo character now for the past couple of weeks on air. So like I've said, the way the Schmo is is completely different from Dave. But the Schmo is our field reporter for the Schmo zone, and the Schmo was able to catch up to so many people um, yesterday. The Blue Man Group that you mentioned, the owner of our Las Vegas Raiders, Mark Davis. Yes. So many great players, too. Elijah Mitchell, the running back for the 49ers. Sam Darnold, the backup quarterback for the 49ers. I talked to the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs and Matt Nagy, the Bears former head coach. But... Instead of teasing everybody who the Schmo is, should we just play an interview? Just a clip, a two-minute clip for everybody of what the Schmo's all about? Just interviewing, let's say it was uh, Willie Gay, the linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's let's play yeah, that clip, Damon.
1: This is the Schmo with the Pro. We're here with Chiefs linebacker Willie Gay in the flesh on the enemy turf here at Legion Stadium. How we doing, man? It's Super Bowl opening week.
4: We're doing good, baby. How you
1: doing? The Schmo can't complain, man. And the Pro can't complain. That's right, man. You already got one of these Super Bowls. Do you think this one will taste better if you get your hand raised Sunday than the first one?
4: Two in a row, yeah, definitely. You know, and that's what I'm hoping for, so we can swag surf our way out of out of Las Vegas, baby.
1: When do you look at the game film? A lot of people have been talking about this quarterback, Brock Purdy. Is he a game changer or a game manager? I think he's both.
4: You know, he's a real good quarterback. You know, that's the reason they're here right now.
1: So he's both a game changer and a game manager.
4: He's real good. Real good.
1: Speaking of really good quarterbacks, your quarterback Patrick Mahomes, a lot he's of a little bit better, yeah. He's yeah a little yeah. bit better, they say.
4: A lot bit better. But hey, you know, we're gonna give everyone their credit, but we got the best quarterback in the game. Easy.
1: Best of all time, because that's a conversation. Him and Tom Brady.
4: Oh yeah. Way better.
1: Better than Tom Brady.
4: Better than Tom Brady.
1: Why do you think he was drafted behind Mitch Trubisky, man? What were the
4: Bears thinking? Hey man, sometimes you get drafted off what they see, sometimes you get drafted off potential. And, hey, Patrick Mahomes ended up in the perfect situation.
1: What do you think it's going to take for a defensive guy to be the MVP of this game?
4: Uh, Pick six, ten tackles, forced fumble, 99-yard pick six, by the way.
1: Did you just read your stat line right here for all the schmoes out there?
4: Hey, don't act like I didn't see it.
1: Hey, Willie, can we get a final message for all your fans out there and the Chiefs' kingdom?
4: Hmm. What's the message? I got to get a message. Give me a message.
1: You're on the fly. This is your message. This is not my the, message. Yeah.
4: We're bringing it home, baby. Willie Gay Jr. out.
1: There it is. He's the pro. on the schmo. Super Bowl. We're out. We're out. <laughs>
3: that's the schmo's signature sign off.
1: There it is. So, ladies
2: and gentlemen, that's the character, the schmo. So I know it's a little bit brash. Little Chicago in comedic level to it, but it's the way I break down the personalities of the athletes I'm interviewing to get a little different side of them. And you see how Willie was; he was really engaging in that interview.
3: Yeah. So, how did it feel for you to be the schmo in this NFL environment? Because I I know that your background—you started with NFL, you've interviewed To and a bunch of the guys, but. To come back in this environment after interviewing so many UFC fighters and boxers and kind of being in that realm for quite a while.
2: Oh, I love it. I I love it when people don't recognize you right off the bat and you get them off your toes. That's what makes... And character so much fun. It's just being on the fly, and I'm a diehard sports fan, especially football. And this is the biggest game of the year. This is the biggest event of the year. So speaking to these guys on the field opening night, and we were there two nights ago for their arrivals when they landed. We were getting videos, and we posted all over our, the Schmo Zone Instagram, Twitter, and Twitter feeds or X feeds now. Yeah, yours at Helen e Sports, and mine personal one at the Schmo 312. So. I just love being in the mix.
3: Yeah, and that was a cool experience. That was my first arrivals that I've ever covered. What about you?
2: That was the first arrivals I covered too, because usually when we do Super Bowl, we we go midweek and we do Radio Row and do all the events, the parties, but this time it's our home turf. So we're there for all of the events. Yeah,
3: this is super historic. I mean, the first time ever that the Super Bowl will be here in Las Vegas, and yesterday's opening night, it was a really cool scene because in Allegiant Stadium, I mean, it was pretty full in there. If I could guess to me, I think maybe around 20,000 or so people.
2: Which is huge on a Monday.
3: I know. And a lot of them seem like 49ers fans because when they were doing the introductions like on stage, and by the way, shout out to Bruce Buffer because he actually gave the introductions to the Chiefs. And the Niners but when they were on stage talking to the players it seemed like and I don't know if you agree or disagree but the Niner fans were cheering so hard for like Brock Purdy and booing even Patrick Mahomes and there was even a Purdy chant going on in the stands.
2: And I love that because Patrick Mahomes, he acknowledged the 49ers faithful. I believe he called them 49ers nation. And I saw some fans on social media not taking a liking to that nation comment. But, oh, really? but, but look, at the end of the day, he's a gamer. He's been there. He's done that. And Patrick Mahomes knows he's chasing history. And the Chiefs are back. And they're back. And they know this stadium very, very well. They play here every single year. So they got to feel a little bit comfortable here in Las Vegas, right?
3: Yeah. Well, on the flip side, what about the Niners? And I guess this is something I'm interested to uh, hear from Ray Ray McLeod when he joins us uh, in a few minutes. But what's it like practicing at UNLV's fields? Because I know the Chiefs. I mean, they, they have different practice scenarios right now.
2: And if they were complaining about, hey, being at UNLV's, UNLV's practice facility versus the Raiders' practice facilities, they're both being rained on right now. They're both That's dealing true. with these weather conditions. So if they were complaining before the start of the week to what they are right now, I can only imagine. I can't wait to hear his feedback on that.
3: Well, what about looking at the uh, turf or the field? That they're going to be playing on on Sunday. Well, we
2: didn't get a good look at it because they just had a nice tarp right over it, right outside of Legion Stadium. Since it's been raining. Since it's been raining and everything. But hey, look, they're doing the smart thing. They're protecting it. So it's it's not going to be any issue whatsoever come game day.
3: And yesterday, I mean, the experience, it was just so cool. What was your favorite moment?
2: Favorite moments definitely seeing Bruce Buffer up there because he said there was going to be a surprise and that was the he big surprise say that he talked last about week, yeah. seeing uh Burt Kreischer running into him that was pretty electric with his shirt on his shirt was on rubbing shoulders with him got to interview him that was just really funny because I'm just it's crowded there's yeah. so many media members the players that aren't on the podiums they're walking around willing to do interviews there's there's what would you say like over a 1000 media members right there on the field uh interviewing everybody but here I am just bumping shoulders with Bert Kreischer and saying, hey, yo, hey, let's do an interview and just chopping it up with him. I mean, he's he's a comedic great right now. So that was a lot of fun.
3: And Sam Darnold.
2: Sam Darnold hey, was cool. He gave
3: you a big compliment.
2: That's he's I the, don't
3: know if I got it on camera because I was filming for you yesterday and I think I almost forgot to turn the light on. But didn't he say you're a, the goat? UFC reporter it's funny
2: because I interviewed him right after he uh, was drafted by the Jets out of USC it was at a function in southern California and I put on the glasses and it was his first time seeing that and for him to remember that from what five six years later that was a real cool thing and he's ready to step in God forbid anything happens to Brock Purdy he's the backup quarterback but uh, we're going to head to our first break right now and when we come back we're going to hear from Ray Ray McLeod stay tuned
0: Welcome back. We're your host Dave Schmullenson and Helen Yee peel back the curtain in the Vegas sports world and beyond.
3: Welcome back to the Schmo Zone. I'm Helen Yee.
2: And I'm Dave Schmolinson And man, the traffic here in Las Vegas is absolutely crazy.
3: Hey, you guys thought I was exaggerating about the fact that People out here, these Las Vegas drivers, if you see a little ounce of rain, they truly forget how to drive. I'm born and raised here, so I've been here, I mean, 32 years, you know, and no offense, but yeah, the driving, they do not know how to drive in the rain.
2: But we do appreciate all of you driving in the rain and listening to us right now. Yeah, on make Shmo sure Zone. you
3: drive safe, though. You Always know, drive don't safe. get distracted, don't look on your cell phone. <laughs>
2: Of course not. Of course not. It's here at Super Bowl week. During break, we were reflecting what our favorite moments have been covering Super Bowl. And I was just telling Helen the story back in 2017 when I was with Hall of Fame kicker Adam Venateri when he was with the Colts at the time. He was setting a Guinness Book of World Records for most amount of field goals made in a one-minute time span. He needed to kick 20 field goals to break the record. He kicked 28.
3: Wait, and you were there? You witnessed that?
2: I witnessed that. They made a Schmo jersey. He signed it. He taught me how to kick field goals in my sparkly, spiky, blue shoes.
3: That's so cool. So you literally witnessed someone break the Guinness Book of World Records. They
2: had their whole team there. They had a plaque for him, a whole presentation and it was right there in the NFL experience back in Houston, in Houston, Texas, when the that's where the Super Bowl was.
3: So they knew he was going to break it.
2: Of course. They alerted them. They knew he was going for it. And all the proceeds went to the Pat Tillman Foundation. Wow. So great cause. Yes. And he broke the record.
3: That's awesome. Favorite
2: Super Bowl memory.
3: Wow. Do you still have that jersey? I
2: still have that jersey.
3: Okay. <laughs> I wear that
2: as a good look charm to my fantasy football dress we keep talking about.
3: Oh, so that's why you're back-to-back winner. <laughs>
2: Was a back-to-back but winner. But did you
3: not wear it this year? That's why you didn't, you know, 3 I uh,
2: Had to switch it up a little bit. Had to switch it up a little bit. You Got to do that sometimes, Helen.
3: So did you learn any kicking skills, though, from him?
2: Of course. Where yeah. to plant that that off foot and how to kick with that strong. right. I'm a righty, so how to plant with my left and kick with my right a great teacher too wow that's of awesome famer. so a lot of cool things
3: yeah and speaking of cool things I know later on this week there's the flag football game
2: celebrity flag football game over at the dollar loan center you don't want to miss it check it out what's so cool about that is for the past couple of years the quarterbacks for each team representing RG3 Robert Griffin the Third, and Tracy McGrady I know that that? was
3: so cool, especially last year. That was a lot of fun. I did see you on the field with a few of them. And I know there's quite a few UFC fighters that, I mean, they're not too bad either at football.
2: No, there's. uh, Gaethje
3: was good last year. Oh,
2: Gaethje was great. But, of course, of course, um, there's so many great celebrities that come out there and participate, too. So it's it's just a lot of fun to uh, to participate and to witness, too.
3: And that's going down this Thursday, yeah?
2: That's right. Uh, live in Henderson, uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., Dollar Loan Center. Support of the military and the first responders. Um, it's a big rematch between Tracy McGrady's team and Robert Griffin III. If you want to attend, check them out. It's celebflagfootball.com. Let me just read some rosters for you, too, of who's participating.
3: Yeah, let's get the listeners On excited. Robert
2: Griffin III's team, you have Willie Galt who won a Super nice. Bowl with the Schmoes 85 Bears and also a former Raiders player. You have Flex Lewis, Josh R- Josh Richards, social media influencer, Ryan Ochoa. You have Alexander Madison, the running back for the Vikings, um, Sean St- Stellato, some celebrity action there. Um, Doug Flutie's playing. DJ Pauly D is playing.
3: DJ Pauly D.
2: Yeah. Sean Marion, the Matrix, is playing. So there's just a lot of cool people. Rob Riggle, the actor, the comedian, he's playing too.
3: Nice. I remember last year you interviewed Malcolm in the middle.
2: Frankie Munez played yes. last year. Yeah. I didn't see I him on the list that. this year. Oh man. But he's a fun guy. He's great, um, high spirited individual, and it doesn't look yeah. like he looks the same as he did ten years ago as he as the same as he did fifteen years ago. He doesn't age. Fountain of youth with that guy.
3: I know. I agree. He literally still looks the same. Yes, he does. What I also thought was cool about last year's game, was that the first year you've met RG three?
2: First year I got to meet RG three.
3: And he gave you like such a big compliment.
2: He's great. Well, because
3: he he said he was a fan of yours.
2: He did, but I said I was a fan of his first. Well he has great swag. He has a great skill with tying the knots for all of his suits and ties on camera. He's just well well dressed, a very dapper individual, and he's very knowledgeable. He's a great analyst, and clearly he was a great football player. He was great at Baylor. I mean, he was great with the Commanders, especially that rookie of the year, and um, he was a great player. But a lot of the a lot of the, the team they expected so much from him. They put a lot on his shoulders, and I think that's what kind of shortened his career to an extent. But Great guy and a great human, nonetheless.
3: And we're about to see him again in two days. I know there's a lot going on this week. I know you were counting down until this week for Super Bowl, so we have... Radio Row will be there starting tomorrow.
2: That's right. We got tons of interviews lined up on Radio Row. Cannot wait for that. Red carpet events. Red carpet events. They have the Sports Illustrated event. You have Gronk's beach party, which is going to be a lot of fun too. (laughs) You
3: know, I've actually partied with Gronk before years ago. I mean, not really partied because I don't really drink. Like, if I take half a sip, I'm like red. My face turns red and yeah. But um. Yeah, he goes hard.
2: He does go hard because I went to the same school as Gronk as well. We've talked about this before, University of Arizona. He was uh, a year older than me, but him and his brothers had a house off campus, and they threw amazing parties. They had, like, slip and slides, water slides, everything, and those guys just know how to party. They know how to party.
3: So (laughs) they've been like that. Maybe it's U of A because you told me when you went there, I mean, you and your frat brothers – had a good time there, too. That's
2: right. I mean, the athletics are great. Arizona has great athletics, but so does UNLV. For everybody listening, UNLV's got great athletics, but Arizona does, too. Um, it's great weather out here, and uh, that's why I chose to be somewhere warm. It was the way to go.
3: Yeah, so what are you looking forward to the most this week?
2: This week, in terms of parties, the Sports Illustrated Party is great. The Legends Red Carpet Friday evening. I can't wait to check out the Legends Party. There's always so many great celebrities. Shaq's Funhouse as well. There's always so many great people um, to be around with. And um, I just just love interacting.
3: Yeah, and last year, because you never know what's going to happen. Because I know last year... You interviewed Baker Mayfield, and then look at the season he had, right?
2: Yeah, he's due for a huge payday in this offseason, Baker Mayfield, which he's rightfully deserving to. Um, but Brock Purdy, here Mr. Irrelevant, let's let's go back to the what Super Bowl talk to Mr. Irrelevant, and now this is his first full season, really? I mean, taking over as that starting quarterback this season? I mean, he took over last year, but this was his first full season, and he's in the Super Bowl? I mean, he was in the NFC Championship game last year. Yes, he had to deal with that injury, so you didn't really get to see the full potential of what he was made of in the playoffs. And now this year, he hasn't missed a beat with the come-from-behind victory against the Lions, and now he's here? Man, oh man. Just, it, you can't find enough adjectives to just describe the greatness that you see out of him.
3: So if the Niners get the job done this weekend, where does Brock Purdy stand in general, as a quarterback?
2: Well, I think people are already putting in this top-five conversation, and rightfully so, because all week, you know, part of the question I'm asking these football players is, Brock Purdy a game manager or a game-changer? And I think... He's definitely switched the narrative, especially if people weren't believers after the leading up to the NFC Championship game with against the Lions, they are now because he's proven he can do that because everyone's like, look, it's the system. Kyle Shanahan, he's got all the weapons. He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. He's got all these players that he could throw and distribute the ball to. He's got a good offensive line. But listen, at the end of the day, players got to play. And you really know what somebody's made of when you are behind and you're losing and you have to prove something. And that's exactly what he's doing. He's coming from behind and he's making a point and he's he's getting it done.
3: And he knows when to step up and how to do it.
2: He certainly does. He certainly does. And and that's what I'm so super impressed with the 49ers for. And that's, look, if you look at the Vegas odds, the 49ers have been favored and that, and there's a reason for it. I mean, they just have the weapons and you just have a sturdy presence with Brock Purdy. Purdy is sturdy and there you go.
3: On the flip side, though, with Patrick Mahomes, if they get it done this weekend, I mean,
2: it's 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 already in the conversations with the dynasty, right? It's what the Patriots were able to do for two decades here to start the 21st century. It's just they're there every single year in in terms of the playoff push, and then becoming a recognizable fit. like they're they're there every single year, and they're super competitive, and they're they're turning people. I like look Tyree Kill is arguably the best deep threat option in the NFL. And when he left, people thought, hey, the Chiefs, they're going to drop off a little bit. Who are they going to be their weapons at wide receiver? But they have Rice. They've been able to draft. Isaiah Pacheco's come on strong the past couple of years. They're able to draft and find players. And Patrick Mahomes hasn't missed a beat. And just the stability of the future Hall of Famer and Travis Kelsey to continuously put up numbers in big games. That's what just makes this Chiefs team super, super special.
3: I know. I mean, I can't disagree with anything that you just said. You bring up so many great points. And for all of you tuning in, you can follow us on social media at the Schmozone, T H E S C H M O Z O N E.
2: We are going to take a quick 60 second break. Don't go anywhere.
0: Now you're back into the Schmo Zone on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Schmo Zone. We were just stalling for a couple minutes because we have 49ers return specialist Ray Ray McLeod, who is battling traffic, coming right here in studio. Our first in-studio guest officially here for the Schmo Zone on ESPN Radio Las Vegas. Ray Ray, thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks for having me. Man, you were dealing with some crazy traffic, huh?
5: Yeah, and I had some treatment. I had to get some treatment.
2: Traffic. It was really the rain.
5: That's why it was traffic. I totally understand, yeah, they man. Brought, I guess they brought Florida out here. <laughs> <So> I'm <laughs>
2: used to that Florida rain. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, listen, man. It's Super Bowl week. What's going through your mind right now? We were just at Allegiant Stadium for opening night, the opening night ceremony. How's everything going for you? You're staying over at Lake Las Vegas. You have this UNLV practice facility you guys are playing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been, I would say, more peaceful
5: and calm. I mean, Always calm before the storm. Uh, I think the first... Like after the game, it was after the, probably the first two days after the game was, it still had that high of the Super Bowl coming up, and then once we just locked in and uh, got the practice going over film and uh, going over details and things we need to execute for the, uh, the game, it just we got focused, calmed down because uh, it's a long process, two weeks, not a week like a regular game, so we just uh, taking our time day by day, uh, and we know when that Saturday, Sunday moment come to, it's going to get back to that, that high that we felt going into the NFC NFC championship game and every other game.
3: (laughs) And what did it feel like yesterday for opening night? And I told Dave a bit earlier where I noticed it seemed like a lot more of the fans were pro Niner fans (laughs) than they were pro Chiefs fans.
5: Yeah. And this, uh, it's like the, everywhere we go. Yeah. Like no matter where we play, you see red bleeding in the stands. Uh, and, uh, faithful, faithful fans, are, they're the best in the world, you know, and uh, shoot, some of these games, we need them, we need that, that energy from the stance and the momentum swings, and uh—and we enjoy it, you know, we need them just as much as they need us, so.
2: You won a national championship with Clemson, how do you think a Super Bowl would feel to comparing to winning a national championship in college? Obviously, it's bigger, you know, okay.
5: uh, but at the moment, the national championship was uh, Thing, big thing for me because 'cause am been in college at the moment. You know, at the moment time, you know, uh, and we won in Tampa, where I'm from. So that was probably the biggest part for the national championship, uh rather than just getting the ring, winning at home. Uh, but this is this one's big just because this is something you go to college for and win that national championships for, uh win Super Bowls and literally for win work out day in, day out, your whole life for moments like this. Uh this is the dream. You know, and uh just uh Hone in the moment, you know, don't rush the day. I rush the Sunday. Just take this, like, even today's an off day, enjoy it. Tomorrow's practice, with the rain, enjoy it, because you're going to, it's never going to forget it.
3: So you just mentioned today's, like, an off day. How do you spend your off day leading up to this big weekend? Treatment.
2: I was getting yeah. treatment. That's why I was late today. And <laughs> the rain. That and the traffic. And what are you getting treated on?
5: Uh, Just maintenance, you know, uh, just keeping the body right uh it's a long two weeks you know you don't want to sit around and let your body tighten up and
2: get in rest mode you want to keep the engine going and that's what we're doing right now so i'm a lifelong chicago bears fan just just throwing this out here for mm-hmm. you devin hester i will never best forget in the world. against the colts best in the world he returned a kick for a touchdown opening play yes sir you guys get the ball are you bringing it to the house
5: I already told coach I'm trying to bring it out. Unless they're kicking out in a stadium, I'm trying to
2: bring it out. Like, what's the rule? Like, like if, uh, you're gonna kick it out even if let's say it's three, four yards into uh, the end zone, you're gonna bring it out. Me personally, I'm bringing all of them out.
5: But you know, I, I got coaches above me, you know. So <laughs> if it's that's what they want, I'm gonna do what they, they ask me to do.
3: And, hey, history is being made this weekend because of the Super Bowl here in Las Vegas for the first time. I mean, what really? do you think of Oh, yeah, it's the uh, yeah.
5: first one ever. The, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. That's a slow moment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> It's
3: all good. It's the rain.
5: Nah, that's that definitely big. That's history. That's history. Just 49 is being the first to win here, the first time it's ever here. You know, and uh, I think that's, that's a big deal. Hey, Ray, Ray, can I ask you a question real quick? I'm a UNLV guy. How's the actual facilities that you guys have at UNLV over there? Me personally, it didn't bother me. I mean, I, I played in where you got oak trees in the yard, and that's—I mean, my whole life with random fences, you know. So it's—it's it's just another football field. Anytime you get to play football, you enjoy it, you know. And uh, I ain't got bougie yet. <laughs> I don't think I got boozy yet But it's nice You know I think It gets the job done Before we need I haven't seen The uh, the treatment rooms Or anything I haven't went in there yet Personally uh, But for me It wasn't a big deal for me But I think other people Had The way they They felt on the field You know
2: Right before you walked in, we were talking about sturdy Brock Purdy. I mean, he was Mr. Irrelevant, right, when he was drafted, and this is his first full season being the starter. I mean, it's just unheard of, his type of situation. Like, what is it like playing with that guy, and what's his presence like in the demeanor? Because what we just see is just cool, calm, collected person, but obviously he's got the command of the football field, he gets the job done, and you guys came from behind against the Lions in the NFC Championship game, and here you are, Competing now for the Super Bowl championship.
5: I think the first time I played with Brock was a uh, preseason last year. Uh, he was a rookie, obviously. Uh, and I think what stood out to me, I was telling the strength conditioning coach, uh, DP, I said, uh, he reminded me like a Brett Favre. And I think his the the he's 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 elite. He has elite confidence. He's very poised, and. Not in a cocky way. You know, he's just he's himself. He came in day one, he didn't demand the huddle. We gave it to him because he we, we felt that he okay, we know he could he can run with it. And he gonna take control of the team on his own. Uh and he does it his own way. He don't cuss, he's not he's he not a yeller, he uh he does it by action, you know, and uh
2: he's doing a heck of a job. I love playing with him. And you to have- play with. You have so many weapons on your team too. I yes, mean sir. between Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, even Elijah Mitchell. I mean, yeah. yourself. What is it like when you're on a football field and you guys just have so many ways just to beat a defense? I mean, like when it comes to the schemes and in that in that room, that offensive room, calling plays and stuff like that, like it seems like you guys have to be selfless very. in order to be successful.
5: Very. You have to be very selfless. And, um as a team we all dealt with certain situations, uh, from top to bottom. You want the ball more, you want more carries, more catches, more more playing time and uh, and that's ego, you know, but at the end of the day we all wanna be here. Uh in the Super Bowl. And uh that's the main main goal and we gotta keep the main thing the main thing and I mean our our receiver room, man, we probably one of the funniest hard working rooms ever, like we argue every somebody arguing every day but it's like it's not a bad thing it's more like you could work hard in what you're working on and you might have a bad day and just be want to argue back you know it's just we always push each other in a good way uh and it's always a healthy competition and uh i think that's what pushed us to be an elite group this year
2: how do you guys beat the Chiefs and become Super Bowl champions? Because everyone's talking about Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. They're talking about Kelsey. They, they they're talking about Taylor Swift. They're talking mm-hmm. about this dynasty. They're comparing him to the GOATs and Tom Brady and who's the GOAT conversation. He, like, how He do deserves
5: guys- it. He deserves all that. Uh, Pat Mahomes definitely deserves all that for what he's done. And, uh, our job is to go take it. I mean, they, they deserved it. They was here for the past few years. They're here. They weren't, they're defending champs. Uh, from last year. They, they won it last year, and they're back here again. So uh, they're doing something right over there. Uh, they deserve everything they're getting. Uh, our job is going to take it. It's not going to be given or earned. we got to earn it, you mean? Uh, and that's what we've been preaching all week, earn it. Really all year. Every game is the next one is the best one, you know, and just got to go earn it.
3: And when you do earn it, what would that mean to you?
5: To me? Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, I mean, mean like, what what would
3: that mean, you know, reflecting <laughs> no. on everything that you've been through? and
5: It will be refreshing. Yeah. You put all that work in day in, day out. Uh, I mean, I dealt with uh, things throughout the year. I broke my hand uh, right before the season. I was supposed to miss uh, half the season. Uh, I didn't miss none. I broke it, like, I think I had a month left of training camp, and I had to rush back. Yeah, I got healthy. Um, then I broke – I missed five games, and I broke, like, four ribs, uh. So I had dealt with ups and downs this past year, uh for me mentally and physically, but a well, Super Bowl just is really like a you did all this just to get here, you know, type of feeling, you know. So
2: You're listening to the Schmo zone here on ESPN Radio Las Vegas. We're talking to Forty ers return specialist. Punt returner, kick returner, and wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod. Ray Ray, you juggle life not only just as a football player, but you're a CEO of a uh, Legend Tribe Entertainment. Mm-hmm. How are you juggling football and being an entrepreneur? Uh, team, uh, great
5: people around me, man, and that's when I say team is my family. Uh, it takes a village to raise a child, and that's the same thing in this music and shoot everything we're doing. just music, we're doing movies, music. We have a documentary out on Tubi. Uh, but We We get one goal And we focus on that one goal for a long period of time Until we get it done And uh With everybody on the same page I don't think it's nothing we can't do right now Because we We've been going uh, It's not loud yet Meaning like everybody hasn't seen it yet But when they do they're going to be like Oh I heard about it I just didn't see it yet You know uh and it's a, it's a working process.
2: So for our our listeners out there that aren't as familiar with it, like what's some of the behind-the-scenes things that they were to check out your work, your documentary? What what, what can they see? Uh, we've done soundtracks for multiple BT Plus
5: movies, Tubi movies. Uh, we have music that's out that we uh been working with. I'm not working with, we're... Juggling certain other companies, which uh, I won't speak on uh, right now, but juggling other companies to figure out where we want to go with it, you know? Um, Yeah.
2: Fantastic stuff.
3: What's your favorite type of music? Mm. Or any favorite, like, bands, favorite songs?
5: Favorite artists?
3: Yeah, favorite artists.
5: Oh, pop, Wayne,
2: Future oh nice Tupac Wayne and Future rest in peace Tupac not yeah. far from the UNLV practice yeah. Yeah. facilities right on Koval but
3: R&B
5: there. okay but I just had to cut something on R&B not all the way like R. Kelly R&B but like <laughs> like the Chris there, Brown the pop 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 oh, R&B yeah yeah
3: you, you have good taste in music
2: <laughs> <laughs> excellent stuff. I would think so <laughs> yeah can we get your final prediction for the Super Bowl score I know you got your Niners what do you think the score is going to be of the game Dang, do me like that. <laughs> I'm going to do you like that, just like that. We're in Vegas, man. There's too many sports That's gamblers true. listening to this thing.
3: No pressure. <laughs>
2: 2720. 2720.
5: Obviously us.
2: There it is. Yeah, obviously us.
3: And hey, fun little story, though, because I know Dave's been wanting to share this story. Yeah,
2: we'll share this one story. Yeah,
3: he mentioned Devo Samuel. Samuels, uh, did you know you were stuck? Dave was stuck in an elevator for, what, two hours I was with stuck in, I was
2: stuck in an elevator for nearly two hours with him. Actually, the UNLV basketball facility. It was uh, Floyd Mayweather. I know. Uh, All-Star Game. All-Star Game. Did yeah, he tell yeah,
5: you guys? Yeah, I seen it. I was, okay. I was supposed to be here
2: for that. I didn't come that I put well. bl- my my athletic claim to fame. Was I, I did a, see you. I did see you. Got a pinky finger, and, okay. I, and I blocked him. Watch I blocked the shot. Mayweather. A lot of
5: people was on live. It I was on, on live. live. <laughs> yeah, I know. We got service, but it was on live. Yeah,
2: that's my that's my athletic claim to fame. <laughs> that's
5: dope. And then I got stuck there on some other th- people in there though. Some
2: yeah, other celebrities. Max Actors. Crosby played. He wasn't stuck on the elevator. Actually, Yo, who, Max was who stuck. Was stuck, on, stuck the who was elevator. stuck on the elevator?
5: Actor. Is it D- 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 Davis? That's
2: I think I think he was. But who was stuck on the elevator? Uh, Deontay Johnson was stuck on the elevator yeah, let's from Tampa. uh who else was stuck on the elevator both Diggs brothers trayvon Diggs oh. and Stefan Diggs were stuck in the elevator they had to get the the fire marshals
3: there were six fire fi- like firefighters yeah, trying to open had it.
5: restroom yeah
2: <laughs> well actually one of the girls uh had to use the restroom and she um she used the floor oh, on the oh. elevator it's it it happened
3: hey, if you gotta go you gotta go two hours in so <laughs> I wasn't in so there you were taking
2: number two was, if you' had taken number two what you was going to do I was just going to hold it in and have stomach cramps for the next three days. <laughs> well, what would you do? What would you do?
5: I watch a lot of movies. There's a way up.
2: There's a way up.
5: <laughs> how, how, how many floors was it?
2: Well, that's the thing. I think Trayvon was was on the shoulders of Stefan trying to you know push yeah. the ceiling out. That, that was on a video, too. We got to find that social media somewhere and play that. <laughs> yeah. That was such a great time. Well, listen, man, I know you have to practice at some point. You got to prepare. You got to study. We really appreciate you taking the time to come here in studio on the Schmo Zone during Super Bowl week to join us. We totally appreciate, appreciate your time, man. Zone,
3: man. And anything you would yes, like man. to let your fans know and the Niners fans?
5: Bang, bang, nine again. Bang, bang, nine again. You know, Legend Tribe, tribe all the time. And
3: yeah. where can they follow you on social media? Uh,
5: Instagram, Rare McLeod III. Uh, TikTok, Rare McLeod III. I already got Snapchat. I'm not allowed to. Okay. Uh are <laughs> the social media out there. Oh, Twitter. RM3 underscore thirty-four. Yeah. Number three I'm all.
2: Awesome. I'm, yeah. Awesome. We appreciate you coming <laughs> in, man. Thank you so much. Thank
3: you. Thank
2: you. And I think on the line right now, we have the UFC play by play man, John Annick coming up right here. John, you here on the Schmo zone?
0: I am here, brother.
2: Great to hear you, John. How you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing is the better question.
2: Hey, we're, we're hanging in here, man. We are hanging in there. It is rainy here in Las Vegas. Traffic is crazy. It's Super Bowl week, but we can't complain, as you know, John.
0: I can't even imagine what it is like in that city right now. It's pretty chilly here in South Florida, but I know better than uh, to complain about that.
3: Is the weather better than here in vegas right now
0: yeah i mean this is truly the sunshine state by moniker and in reality it never gets to be a hundred almost never here in south florida but it does get pretty humid but it doesn't rain a whole lot 10 15 years ago unmistakably every day during a certain season it would rain in florida at like four o'clock p.m and uh I don't know. Maybe that era will come back. But since I've been down here, it doesn't rain nearly as much as when I used to visit. And it would rain for like a month at 4 o'clock every day.
3: Wow. I'm jealous because here in Vegas, it's been raining the past few days. And it definitely feels like a month.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I just So how are you guys holding up with all the noise? I can't even imagine. I mean, I wanted to be out there. I had – it was more recreational things that were coming my way as opposed to – Business stuff, right? It was just going to be parties, and while that's all fun, we got UFC 298 on the horizon, so it just made more sense to stay home, but now I'm kind of regretting that decision.
2: Well, it's absolutely nuts, and we appreciate you. You're such a great friend on and off camera. We just had Ray Ray McLeod from the 49ers here in studio. That's why we had to push everything back. He was battling the elements to get here all the way from North Las Vegas. You know what kind of trek that is. That's like 20-plus miles away from here in action near the Strip. Um, But it's just madness here. There's so many things going on. I mean, as you know, with with we have a UFC fight night on Saturday as well. There's celebrity flag football games going on. There's these red carpet events.
3: That's WWE, WWE press WWE's conference.
2: here. I just heard AEW's here. I mean, man, Las Vegas has just turned into UFC, of course. Uh, the
0: the entertainment
2: capital of the world.
0: Yeah, Power Slap, if I'm not mistaken. I gotta feel like the next UFC, or excuse me, the next Super Bowl in Las Vegas is going to be announced at some point in the next 10 years. I don't know if that answer is already out there, but you got to think they're going to do another Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I just hope we do a pay-per-view the same weekend, right? If it's going to be noisy and trafficy, we might as well blow it out with a pay-per-view.
2: We're speaking to the great John Anik, the play-by-play voice of the UFC. John, I know you are a passionate sports fan. We've been spending a lot of time talking about the Super Bowl because it's here in Las Vegas. It's the first time in history. Let's break down this matchup between the Niners and let's talk about these uh, these Chiefs because a lot of people are putting the Chiefs in this dynasty conversation kind of like your, can I say your New England Patriots? I know you're a Boston guy. You're New England Patriots. Do you think that's fair or foul to have these Chiefs in that conversation? Let's start there.
0: Well, it's incredible what Patrick Mahomes has done to get to four Super Bowls in six years, but the guy certainly is not trying to be 2-2 and in those Super Bowls. If you've heard him talk this week, he says he's more addicted to not feeling how he felt losing a Super Bowl to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers than he is addicted to trying to win another one. So I think that is the right mentality to have. But guys like Christian McCaffrey, for example— are trying to create their own legacy. And unless my research is inaccurate, the San Francisco 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl in a long time, so there's a lot to be played for on the other side as well. But I'm always looking at things from a betting perspective, and I am just not in any great rush to go to the window and fade Patrick Mahomes. I have some 49ers futures out there that I'll hedge with Kansas City at plus two and plus three. Uh, A ton of McCaffrey props. I mean, I'm going to lose money with all the proposition bets, but forced to make a bet on your airwaves I do like the Chiefs plus two, but not in any great rush to bet the side of the game.
2: He knows all of his sports. He's John Anik. Let's talk a little UFC action, though. Let's talk UFC 298. We'll see you next week in Anaheim. You got Ilya Teporia. You got Alexander Volkanovsky. Alexander Volkanovsky, as we know, dare to be great. He fought Islam Akachev not once but twice, going up to 155. He's defending his featherweight strap. You got Ilya Taporia, who's just been finishing opponents. He's more confident than ever. By the way, I'm going to be interviewing him. The Schmo will be interviewing him in Las Vegas tonight. I mean, if you look at this matchup, I mean, is now the time where Alexander Volkanovsky, who's obviously in that conversation for greatest featherweight of all time, is the most vulnerable?
0: Well, I think that's going to be a popular narrative leading up to this fight. And even when I sat down with Ilya Topuria in Vegas in December, he suggested this was a good time to be fighting Alex based upon the knockout result late last year against Islam Akasha. But far be it from me to doubt the prize fighter, the businessman, the elite mixed martial arts athlete that is Alexander Volkanovsky. I don't expect his chin and the lack of recoverability to be any sort of factor in this fight. I think what could make him vulnerable is that maybe he's fighting the best guy he has faced during this featherweight reign, and I say that with all due respect to Max Holloway and Jose Aldo, but this dude hasn't lost. He is maniacal. He is meticulous. His coaches are going to start getting credit, of course, if he can produce a world championship, and he's already talking about where he wants to defend the title for the first time. So in terms of the self-belief, on both sides of a UFC fight. I'm not sure there's ever been more of it. So I can't wait to get to Anaheim. And uh, we just got a massive first quarter. And if you want to talk about UFC 299 and UFC 300, we got a lot of meat on the bone at UFC 298 and uh, wheels up to the big A soon.
3: And speaking of a lot of meat on the bone, UFC 300, I mean, everybody's been waiting and trying to count down to see when are we going to get that main event announced. So when do you think that would be announced?
0: I'd imagine we will get that answer before February 17th, which is the night on which UFC 298 falls. I guess my non-informed speculation right now says it's going to be Israel Adesanya and Drake is du for the uh, middleweight championship as the main event. But I don't know. We could get a curveball. We could get a non-undisputed title fight. I don't think it'll be anything involving Conor McGregor because all of a sudden you look at the calendar and uh, it's cannibal coming. But it's fascinating the way it's played out. And if the promotion was... Desiring to build drama uh, by leaving us hanging like this. Uh, mission accomplished. Obviously, the card is an embarrassment of riches, but for this play by play, man, we can't even look past February 17th. So I'm excited for Miami. I live in South Florida and everything that comes with that show as well. But uh, we got a-, a monster coming up in Anaheim February 17th that we got to uh, prioritize.
2: We're running low on Showtime, but John, I just got to follow up with the Conor McGregor question because he was the one who announced on New Year's Eve he's going to be returning June 29th, and then Dana recently said at a press conference that that hasn't been confirmed, that's not final. When do you speculate we're going to see Conor McGregor return?
0: Well, I give him the benefit of the doubt in terms of a lot of the inactivity in his career. He, it hasn't always been his doing, and this broken leg, I think, got in the way of him trying to be in a pretty active competition cycle. So, gosh, I hope it's June 29th or sooner, uh, but I'm thinking more big picture, Schmo. You know, I want to see him three times in 14 months, and I'm sure people think that's idealistic and ambitious, but... Uh, If I know the man the way I think I know him, he's chasing more greatness and mixed martial arts legacy. And uh, the only place for him to accomplish that really is the octagon. So hopefully we see him in there at least a couple times in the next, you know, eight to ten months.
2: He's John Anik. This is the Schmo Zone here on ESPN Las Vegas Radio.
3: Yes, and thank you so much for your time. We can't wait to see you next weekend at UFC 298 in Anaheim.
2: Thank you, you, John. to you guys. Thank you. All right, this is the Schmo Zone here on ESPN Radio. We are out!